Oh, boy, did you ever think you'd see America like this? So polarized? You know, these riots. Spoiler alert! This show show explores television content that's been available for consumption for quite some time. If a spoiler or two slips into the conversation, well, you were warned. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. We started the month you saying that you weren't going to drink for for all of January. You pulled it off. Yep. No, I said that on New Year's Eve. No, like, little beverages with dinner or no, anything? No, nothing. Wow. Not a drop. Okay, cool. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> like, fine. Not much stronger for the experience. <laughs> I'm not, anyway. You're not? <laughs> because, I don't know. I, because of your... I ran, like, 80K. No, you're very strong. Like, you couldn't have done that if you done. had the casual beer in January? No, casual beer would have been fine, but I just find it hard to have a casual beer. No, that's not, all I have. I find yeah. it hard not to have a casual beer. I'm I'm a little envious of that. Although after feeling so like laser focused after not laser focused, but just like feeling better overall at mm-hmm. the end of the experience, it kind of makes me say, yeah, maybe I should just, you know, constrain my want to drink a little bit more often or like do like a two week challenge every once in a while where I'm just like, not going to do it. Not going to have any drinks <laughs> not this gonna weekend. Not going to do it. Not yeah. that. Um, well, good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, you have my support. <laughs> I feel like I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to bring up on the podcast tonight, and now I can't really remember what most of them are. Man, there's a lot Did of Trump stuff. There's the Super Bowl. Well, there's always Trump stuff, but I did want to men- mention the Super Bowl because I saw... I saw like a, a collage somebody had made on the internet of mm-hmm. like all kinds of important uh, social and pop cultural moments that sure. happened in the last year. And one of them was Colin Kaepernick. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, that was earlier f- this year. Yeah, I forgot about the like the huge noise that made for a time. Yeah. Uh, where does kneeling during the national anthem stand in the NFL now? And is y- that going to be brought up at the Super Bowl? I don't think it's going to happen in the Super Bowl. I think it's too much, way too much of a distraction for either team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was happening toward the end of the season. Really? Really anymore. Well, like, I think Kaepernick still was. It went out of vogue but once a it bit. once it got into the playoffs, no one, no one was really even bringing it up, like, after week nine. Well, that and, like, they just were suddenly a bunch of other issues to deal with in the States. <laughs> I mean, well, like, like yeah, I think racism that's... became a larger issue overall than just Black Lives Matter. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Not that I like badly want to get into another Trump discussion, but right. I found myself um, researching Sally Yates the other day. Yep. Just like learning what was going on there. Learning who she is. And and Jeff Sessions too. And just like wanting to know, wanting to not be ignorant about the subject. Yep. It's all just very troubling. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very annoying. Yes. And I'm still annoyed. I, uh, I was talking to a friend who said he's been listening to the old show show episodes oh. where we we're like, Hey, yeah, but there's no way, like no way that Donald <laughs> Trump, he says it's so funny to listen. And he's like, I listened the week after the, the pussy grab. Yeah. Like we were like, okay, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, no, nah, he's done. The final straw. Definitely. Out. And he was just saying he was laughing so hard, like knowing what happens. Yeah. And I said, oh, yes, I remember that sweet, innocent nostalgia. No, and, and we were recording an episode the night of the election. And we're still like, no, well, no, not a chance. Well, yeah, like Donald we, Trump's up, but. He was way up. Yeah. And we were like, it's still not going to happen. They're yeah. going to make it dramatic. And and here we are. Yep. Today's news, uh, I guess he, he allowed some raid on a Yemeni village. Mm. which caused a bunch of deaths. So well, he's, he, as a president, he is for the first time officially responsible for human lives. Oh, God. And 
Well, and you know what? We haven't done an episode since the whole, which basically just happened within the last week, the whole Muslim, Muslim ban. ban. The Muslim ban, yeah. <laughs> which has just been going insane. Yeah, like the the scariest thing that's ever happened in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Like it's a it's officially getting to the point where you, you know, people were joking about it before, but now it's it's like this there's a lot of parallels between Nazi Germany and what's going on right now. I know. It's a little scary. And someone posted on Reddit, I don't know if you saw it, the uh the like signs of fascism. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> and it was basically like checking every box. And for it was what from America's like a Holocaust right memorial, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's it's very troubling. I, I think back to this year on Levy Day, I was with a bunch of a bunch of my buddies and we were talking about it and a couple of my, my high school friends are like very keenly astute, like politically speaking and, right. and global affairs speaking. Mm-hmm. And so I just usually kind of nod along and add my two cents here or there, but they're, they're much more capable than I. One of my friends who's maybe not as politically astute as them, mm-hmm. maybe on my level, uh, said of Donald Trump, it's going to be fine. And I, I got where he was coming from and he kind of has a bit of a laissez-faire attitude about a lot of things. One of the reasons I love this guy. Sure. Um, and I, I see what he meant. This is all just hype. Stuff and they gets, were like, no. Stuff gets held no! up. And, and my friend Kyle said, no, I don't think it's going to be all right. And yeah. that's the tone he said. Like, it was kind of like meeting him halfway. Like, well, hang on now. It's, it's not going to be all right. right. It's going to be a tragedy. Yeah. But maybe it won't be the end of the world. Like, because some people were talking about, is this the apocalypse? Is right. This, is this the... Um, and I kind of appreciated hearing it that way. Because I agreed. Like... No, I don't think it's going to be all right. And mm-hmm. it's already not all right. Right. This is month one of... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's 12 days. Yeah. 12 days. 12 days. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a little troubling. Yeah, here we are troubled. Uh-huh. I also watched this video today. Uh, Dan, our boss, was actually showing me. And it was called Adam Ruins Everything. You should look up a couple of the Adam Ruins Everything videos. Because okay. it's a, like a college humor video, I think. Yeah. But his whole take, it like, it's it's very fact based. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like a segment that you would see on the Daily Show or something. Okay. Um. But he breaks down like why the wall doesn't work in a oh, funny way. All right. And the biggest thing is like, do you know how forty or sixty percent or whatever the number was of immigrants get into America by planes? <laughs> <laughs> and and so there is that, and the fact that when they actually increased the border security, it actually held way more immigrants in because they weren't allowed to go back into Mexico. Yeah. So the the illegal immigrants that were in were like, well, I definitely can't go back to Mexico. And now they're locking shit down. Yeah, I'm never going to again. Yeah, now. and there was like, in this video, there was a guy who's like, ah, I forgot my keys in Mexico. And then it just shows a border <laughs> agent like, sho- like shoving a gun in his face. He's like... Ah, uh, well, I guess I'll just stay in Tucson. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing with my mom the other day. We were talking about it and like just creating preposterous scenarios like about the day they put up the wall. Like a lady's like, oh, I have to go pick up my kid from daycare in Mexico. Right. Oh, they build a wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's stuck over there. I know. I know. Well, yeah, besides the 12 to $15 billion it's going to cost and the IOU that Mexico's yeah. already said. No, we're not paying that. I wonder if it's going to be year after year of us just saying, is he going to get impeached this year? Is it going to happen? Or if it's going to be way sooner than that. This just occurred to me the other day. Imagine the, can you imagine the memes 
When a guy whose catchphrase was you're fired gets impeached. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is going to happen. Uh, I, have, <laughs> I have to think. Is that what your friend said, too? Where your friend's like, there's no way he can't <laughs> get impeached? Well, yes. And the thing people keep saying is that Mike Pence is his life insurance or his it's his, his insurance policy to stay in the Oval Office. Right. I don't necessarily agree with that. And because people will get mad, you mm-hmm. know. I also no longer think Mike Pence is necessarily worse than Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. I Donald mean, I, Trump's done a lot of shit. Yeah, he's horrible. I think ideologically, Mike Pence is probably an even worse person than Donald Trump. I think he has a more black heart. Like, th- right. I think he is uh, inherently think, more you evil. You think Donald Trump is, I don't want to say well-meaning, but you think that maybe he's just doing these things as a, a bit of a... Well, he's self-serving. Yeah. But Mike Pence is is cruel. Well, there were, there were things that were actually saying that Donald Trump is mentally unstable based on the amount of like narcissism. Of course. Like psychologists are positive weighing in on this. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) absolutely. And I guess before it was illegal to like take someone in the public eye and place a diagnosis on them. Mm. But in the past 10 years, it's become legal. Oh, that's funny to do. Yeah. No, I have a time. I think that back in the day before he was a threat to, american freedom Mm -hmm. if you could take him with a grain of salt and know he was just like a bullshit business guy yeah going golfing with donald trump probably wasn't the worst afternoon yeah you're right but mike pence i think is a vile human Mm -hmm. that said i don't think he'd be a worse president for people who are liberal-minded like you or i he would just be like a way worse golf partner yeah, well, he probably wouldn't be lots of fun to golf with. Mm. But the reason is Donald Trump brings out the worst in people. Yes. So ideologically, Mike Pence is probably a worse guy. But Donald Trump has this charisma, this stage presence that gets people to throw chairs through windows, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Mike Pence doesn't have that command of the room. Right. So... As He's not going to be like, one, two, three, everybody be racist. The same with Paul Ryan, who's yeah. third in line. Yeah. Those guys are just going to be little wieners who aren't able to get anything done, mm-hmm. I think. I, I don't, don't know. know Paul Ryan does some P90X. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, those I have, pictures. Yeah. He also dabs. I saw that. Yeah, that was cringy. <laughs> um, what else? So, yeah, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. I might take the next day off. I'm not sure yet. Super you know Bowl is when? This Sunday. This coming Sunday. Yeah. Oh, right. We're in that time of year where there's something every Sunday. There's either like a, there's an award show or a Super Bowl or there's something every Sunday night. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a huge Patriots fan. And they're in? And they're in. As of yesterday? No, no. As of last week. Oh, okay. So I'm just really fired up about that. Well, congratulations. Thanks, man. I'm like, you That's know, Brady, I'm fending right? off some haters. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, people people like that guy. I made like also hate that guy. Yeah, I made like a hundred dollars in prop bets yesterday. Oh, really? (laughs) Basically, being like at the end of the first half, the score is going to be between one and six points more for the Patriots. Yeah, the MVP will be, and I picked like four different Patriots players. I I made ten bets, and all of them are for the Patriots. Are you somebody who does that? You have a favorite team, and you just bet on them because you think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, Uh, I like a a smarter me would put like a hundred dollars on Atlanta just to hedge the whole thing. Right. And say, well, this way, if the Patriots lose, at least I'm kind of happy because I won. But isn't Tom Brady the best football player in the world? Arguably. 
So, but Matt Ryan, the quarterback who he's playing against, is basically getting all of the MVP talk. So it's a clash of the titans. It'll be a good game. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a real shootout this year. Lady Gaga at the halftime yeah. show. There's some prop bets on her actually too. What, Everything. What color will her hair be? What, what color like dress will she be wearing? What yes. you know? What and, is the fat content of her dress? Yeah, exactly. Neat and joke. And I don't know. Apparently, the odds went way down on her singing "Hang er, on the Edge." I'm on the edge. On the edge of glory. On the edge of glory. That's a sweet song. Yeah. So yeah. people think that that's going to be the first song, Makes and the sense. odds went way more in favor of that song. So something must have leaked. Oh, okay. So that's the way. It's like kind of an older song though. Like she put it on an album six months ago or I less. Know. So. I got it wrong last year. I thought that uh, uh, Coldplay was going to do Viva La Vida. Oh, that's a but, good song too. But they didn't. Yeah. Becky and I were talking last night about pop songs that sound suspiciously similar. Yeah. And so we, we were talking about Viva La Vida and that uh, Joe Satriani guitar solo that sounds exactly like Viva La Vida. Um, and we went through a bunch of the other ones because why was it? How did it come up? I, f- I forget why, but we were talking about the the Pharrell and Robin Thicke uh, lawsuit with the Marvin Gaye Foundation, which they're now appealing. Right. And then we found this video. I forget this guy's name. The song is called Amazing. And this guy was like the winner of the UK's Got Talent or something. Like he's, okay. He was really a nobody and he's not going to be a big pop star, but he had a moment. And he had a single called Amazing and it's a corny uh, love song. <laughs> and... Melodically, it is identical to Photograph by Ed Sheeran. Oh, okay. And so we were like, we just found ourselves uh, dorkily going through different songs and applying a verdict to each case. Right. Yeah. Sorry, you just made me think of that when you said Viva La Vida. No, that's good. Well, if I could gamble on you guys watching those videos and like I would take a side and put 10 bucks on Ah. what Sweets is going to say or what. That's... That would be a way for me to I think of a Norm really Macdonald joke where he says, uh, they say my gambling addiction is a disease, but it's the, it's the only kind of disease where I can win a lot of money. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. It is fair. Um, he tells, <laughs> I thought he it, tells was, it better than I do. I thought, it was, I thought it was going to end with, yeah. I really was like leaning toward him saying, I bet you $100 I'm not addicted to gambling. <laughs> um, what else? Super Bowl politics covered those straight into shows yeah we can talk shows or no new snl the new snl is happening no new snl i read an interesting thing about la la land today it's already come out that those parts the ryan gosling emma stone parts were were written originally for miles teller and emma watson i was wondering if miles teller came into the to play at all (laughs) yeah he he did uh but he didn't want to do it or well they were written for younger people too like they wanted the characters to be a little bit younger because they're just, they have stars in their eyes at the beginning of the movie. Right. They haven't made it yet. Um, they're both on deck. God. Oh, one second. Your cat's attacking my feet. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Just okay. spray her. There's a bottle in front of you. Yeah, sorry. I didn't think that quickly. <laughs> I panicked. Um, so where was I? The the lead male part pays $4 million and Miles Teller wanted six. So oh, Come on, Miles Teller. Like what? And Ryan Gosling took four? Yeah, he took four. I mean, he's a bigger star than you. He's also got it made. Yeah, but yeah, but but like the whole point of doing an art house film is <laughs> yeah, is it's not going to make a, a ton of well now it is well, he's probably making hand over fist maybe I mean I I don't think they have back end four million dollars versus six million dollars to us it's like oh how could you turn down that job right. but also 
Miles Teller is not yet guaranteed to be a movie star for the next 20 years. Right. Like, he could fall off the face of the earth and I might forget him, yep. other than Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Gosling's got his spot. So the reason you take an art house movie like this that you think has the chance to be something special is because it's good for your brand. It's good for exposure. Totally. And And he already had a relationship with the director. Yeah, I know. You would really think that for that reason well and that's why he was offered the job initially yeah part was written for him uh and emma watson was offered the part and she was a diva too she wanted to do all the rehearsals in london oh for a movie called la la land yeah and so they were like no i think we're gonna get these other two people we're good and now both of those guys are mad at their managers for not getting la la land oh interesting so there's like this war happening so i wonder if it was actually the manager saying like no no you gotta push for more money maybe you gotta interesting maybe a little bit of that um also emma watson had to pick between that and beauty and the beast and she might have picked that anyway and that's certainly giving her lots of exposure that's going to make a lot of money too definitely that was my la la land fact of the week doesn't it seem like it's almost a shot for shot cut for cut remake of beauty and the beast though but just in real life it's it's like they're trying as hard as possible to remake exactly the film yeah and why yeah that's and that's something that who who was the girl who voice miss Potts again angela lansbury right yeah she kind of said the same thing she's yeah like, i don't understand why they're doing it no i know except she's she's not singing taylor's oldest time in this movie it's ariana grande so that's a little bit different actually <laughs> yeah it is yeah oh my god yeah anyways um so yeah uh, did you hear anything about saturday night live coming up or well see any kristen stewart's hosting yeah this weekend i saw the promos today she did them with beck bennett were they funny at all i mean i guess he's like really hamming it up yeah i have a feeling like he's really funny in sketches but he's probably obnoxious at a party <laughs> to get that impression <laughs> sure. from her. and she was doing her dry i'm kind of uncomfortable but mm-hmm. you like me anyway kind of shtick right like i said last time i i like her in spite of her being awkward right um and Alessia Cara is the musical guest, and Alec Baldwin. What does she do, week. Alessia Cara? She has a lot of CanCon, so you'd recognize a bunch of her songs from okay, the station. Okay, she's Canadian. Where the Wild Things Are is her song. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. she was like an international superstar. She's becoming that. She got the thumbs up from Taylor Swift and Ellen DeGeneres. So wow. those are, yeah, that's are good friends to have in your court. Definitely. Um, and she's she's only like 18 or 19, and she's a really good lyricist. And Wow. That song drives me so crazy. It's one of many songs that plays. It just drives me Wild so Wild Things now. or... Because uh, her current song is Scars to Your Beautiful. Oh, that's her too? Yeah, and I don't I don't mind the song. I think the message of the song is good, but I don't at all understand what the phrase Scars to Your Beautiful means. Right. Yeah, not a fan of that, but I'm also <laughs> not a fan of the like... Peter Pan. That's not her. Oh, it's not. No, that's Ruth B. Oh. Yeah. Well, She's so also wait, Canadian. What was the first song? The Wild Things song? Yeah. Find me where the wild things are. Oh, right, yeah. right. That's a better song. It's not a bad song, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That that feels like that came out two years ago. Uh, No, like probably a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alessia Cara. Yeah, Look out for her, folks. Musical She's guest this weekend. Number Ed one Sheeran. with a bullet. Ed Sheeran next weekend with Ed uh, with uh, Alec Baldwin. That'll be a good show. I think they'll probably save up for that show. Yeah, and they'll probably put Ed in some skits because he's such a huge star. I think if so. If he wants to be in them. Yeah, I think so. You know. I had an idea for what maybe we could do to increase the stakes in discussing our TV shows week to week. Could we bet on that? Um, we could bet on it, but yes. you might have a gambling problem, so <laughs> I don't know if I want to enable you. Um, what do you think of like uh, a 20-second recap? 
So yeah. like we each yeah. do. I, I don't disagree with that. And I also wondered if before we brought the shows on, if we should say, here's what happens in the show. Yeah. Like yeah. It, we each do, we, we do two shows each week. There are two of us. Yep. Maybe we take turns getting to pick the show you want to do week yeah. by week. And you, have, I have a, a stopwatch here. You have 20 seconds to say as much about whichever show you want. That's cool. As you can in 20 seconds. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Or maybe 30 seconds. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'd have to try it out to see how much time is actually completely necessary. Okay. Well, I'll let you go first. Which, <laughs> Thanks, of, the, which of the two shows would you prefer to, to recap this week? I would prefer to recap Transparent. Transparent. Okay. I'm going to start the clock. Okay. In three, two, one, go. The guy becomes a girl. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so it starts Jeffrey Tambor. The whole first episode is really, I think, just kind of character development. You don't learn a whole lot about him becoming trans. You do know that he wants to become trans. It's a lot more about the family that he's trying to tell. He doesn't tell in the first episode. It also shows him in a uh, uh, like trans anonymous um, uh, group. And I've got three seconds left. And uh, yeah, anyways, they, damn it. But they find out at the end. They, yeah, they do find <laughs> out at the end. One of them finds out at the end. Uh, okay. So did you enjoy this show? Because I really enjoyed this show. I thought it was great, yeah. I thought it was really, really nicely done. Um, I, thought, I was really curious what they're going to do to impose a tone on this show because it can go i mean i knew it was a comedy mm -hmm. but in my head it couldn't be right uh the premise of this guy who's like 60 and wants to transition into womanhood yeah uh, and how his family is dealing with that that sounds like that's a hard drama yeah unless it's sticky and almost mocking the trans community which i was sure they weren't doing right um but they pulled it off, I guess, because Jeffrey Tambor is a master. Yeah, and I think even in the writing, I think if the family, you know, there's that whole scene with the family around the dinner table, him and all the kids, not yeah. the wife, but um, all of the kids are kind of belittling each other, but mm -hmm. being funny about it, and yeah. no one's, it's not going too far, mm -hmm. and ever, there's kind of a, there's a selfishness to it, but it's overall kind of a jovial um, meeting. Right. Well, and they, he even addresses how selfish his family is when he goes to the support group. Right. Um, and he says, I can't believe I raised people who could be so selfish. And all we've heard his kids say of him behind his back so far is how selfish he is. Right. So he clearly doesn't see himself as selfish. But when you talk about doing this, this grand transition, mm -hmm. this, the ultimate change that he'll ever go through, um, there's got to be the fear of, am I doing this as a selfish person? And how is this going to impact my children? Right. How is it going to screw them up? And should I just stay the way I am for their sake? I don't think he should, by the way. Mm -hmm. But there is an inherent question and fear of selfishness in that, I think. Right. And, and you know that he kept the house after the divorce, so that might kind of allude to him being a bit selfish yep you know maybe he didn't offer that up to his wife you're not sure it was funny to me when they were discussing what dad's news might be and somebody said maybe he's engaged and the son says dad would never get engaged he's a pussy hound <laughs> and i was like ah foreshadows right <laughs> <I love it. laughs> so and the other thing about the show was that it, it showed all three kids um in their own conflict mm -hmm. them all having their own issue like the guy is the son is like a huge um 
romantic yeah but also possibly like a sex addict like i think did he go to a prostitute was that who that girl was i guess so yeah but then he confesses his love for this girl who really finds it kind of obnoxious that he's doing that yep um another girl with an old lesbian flame they kind of kick it back up right so i it's really easy for me to see how how the the closeted lesbian sister Mm -hmm. and the Gabby Gabby Hoffman character who's like, she goes to a personal trainer because she hates her body. Right. It's really easy for me to see how they're going to turn that into a storyline because this is a, a show about people who are uncomfortable with themselves. Right. Right. So, and it's going to be very interesting to analyze their reaction to their father's transition. When they've all got serious issues too. Especially if they're uncomfortable in their bodies sure. or in their brains. Yeah. Um, but the son, based on the first episode, is kind of, the opposite of that. He's and is that kind one of the Duplass brothers? I don't know. Yeah. I think Who? it is. Um, that sounds familiar. The Duplass brothers, like one of them is, they're the, the guys that are in the Mindy Project as the holistic doctors. Oh, yeah. That work a floor up. And the... the um, so what are you asking me? If they were in the show? If one of them was the son. I think it was. Oh, maybe. And they, they also write a lot. Like they've written quite a few shows right but this show is pretty exclusively jill soloway yeah show. yeah so so they're they don't write on this but no. i think one of the brothers is acting maybe on. i can only picture one of those holistic doctors in mindy yeah and it wasn't that guy but maybe it's the other guy yeah and the other the other guy they wrote a what was that show they wrote a couple years ago on hbo together or togetherness or something like maybe. that maybe maybe the son is kind of different. What I was going to say is the son is kind mm-hmm. of different from that in that he is unabashedly himself. I right. mean, he might have his own demons, but like for him to look at this woman who doesn't love him and kind of hates him, I think, yeah, and say, I love you. And he's just like got stars in his eyes. That's kind of, that's kind of um, showing a side that his father is just discovering now. Right. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the world how I feel. Yeah. And who I am. Yeah, he yeah, and he always does it. Uh, my mom played that song "Operator" by Jim Croce so many times. Oh, really? When I was growing up, it's, it's a great song. It's a beautiful song, and it's a song about it's a song about getting all upset and worked up over something until you realize you're totally at peace with it and you don't need to be upset anymore. So, oh, interesting. If you want to shine that on the idea of of living with this pent up fear and knowledge that you're a woman mm-hmm. um until you eventually realize that no i'm i'm at peace with just like coming out i think it's kind of kind of cool that's not what the song is about at all but right. i think there had to be a strategy in picking that song yeah def- i think definitely if there's one thing i've learned from reading dfw there can be so much symbolism in almost everything well exactly and the song appeared like three times in the episode yes it like kept showing up again over and over and over yeah. again yeah, and even the right because they sing it as brother and sister, and yeah. then he gets yeah, gotcha. Um, in a world where everything has a bad title, I think "Transparent" is a, a fantastic title. Sure, I think it's so good. Works on so many levels. It works on so many levels, and I, I've, I've I've often been annoyed by that. I really hate when stuff is just called insidious, or right. like it's just like some ominous word that doesn't really collateral it doesn't mean anything it's just a like it's a monosyllabic not monosyllabic but it's just a word yeah that is just intense and that's i mean transparent is just one word but it's got all these levels in it right 
Have you seen the show Taboo at all, by the no, way? No, I, I watched it. It's that Christian Bale show. Oh, okay. It's Oh, we talked about that. It's weird. Really? It's not... I, I'm i not into it. I don't think I'm going to watch the rest What's of the season. What's it about? It's about, like, uh, this guy in the 1800s who uh, comes back to London after his father dies, but he's been, like, working slave ships and stuff, and also apparently getting into, like, voodoo kind of magic uh, it's weird okay super weird all right but it seems like he might be cursed but you're not into it no i watched the first episode and don't see myself watching it i watched the first episode of riverdale the other day oh yeah which by the way they're putting should everyone stay out of riverdale no it's no? like it's it's trash but it's delicious it's like <laughs> it's delicious it is they're putting it week by week on netflix which is kind of cool oh wow. so not dumping it on netflix because it's a cw show but you can okay. watch it on netflix each week um and as somebody who read like a lot of archie comics as a kid did you yeah wow yeah and i and i and i dabble a little bit in their their newer ones because they're really funny really yeah it's just light <laughs> nice reading sure um I thought that they did a pretty good job. I don't. I don't think it was thoughtlessly thrown together. Becky and I couldn't believe how well cast <laughs> Betty and Veronica were. Yeah. Like when, they, like Veronica, she looks like a cartoon character. Right. Like it's amazing how much she looks right. Interesting. Um, but they've made all of them like sexy, and sure. it's also a cross between like Pretty Little Liars and Gossip Girl. And so, do they Owl. call Jughead Jughead? In oh it? yeah. And does he wear a crown? And yeah. It's like a toque, but he wears a crown. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the Sprouse twins, like from The Sweet Life. Of Zach uh, and Cody. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Now, I have no idea who that is, but I'll... I'm probably not going to watch it. No, that. you don't have to. I'm just saying, like... We, <laughs> I'm we sorry, put, man. I'm not going to do it. We put it on, and we, we, we really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. Okay. We're also probably going to go see Fifty Shades Darker for the same reason. Interesting. Two or three years ago, we went to see Fifty Shades of Grey. I think because there was, like, a lot of hype around it. Did you like it, or did you like it for all the wrong reasons? Oh, we liked it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Not what they were going for at all. Right. Uh, and we knew we wouldn't... It's not very often you go to a movie with no expectations with right. like with like no bar there's no standard mm-hmm. it's very freeing and i think we just wanted to go to be a part of the hype the sure. mania because it was a very big deal it made like 84 million dollars in opening weekend or something crazy and yeah. this one's not on track to do even half that like it's right. way less of a big deal but it was it was manic and so we're like let's go to this yeah and just like not be afraid to just laugh at the bullshit and we did we had a hysterical time watching 50 shades of gray <laughs> nice. so we're probably going to try and recapture that and when you say very freeing it's funny because we saw the accountant this week yeah and it was kind of the same deal it was just i wasn't expecting any i was actually expecting really bad yeah and i had fun watching it you yeah. know it was fine to just sit there and kind of turn your brain off and get into it not overthink it too much but mm-hmm. i've also been finishing we're going through the crown oh okay which jen i guess just wanted to watch something that so finished it and my through. parents have been watching it it's it's pretty good i know yeah um and uh the other show oh dirk gently i've been finishing off oh good i do want to keep up with that i yeah. just haven't had the time yeah it's it's good he's funny it's very odd yeah speaking of the accountant and my parents they turned that off they didn't care for it um but ben affleck that's ben affleck's movie mm-hmm. right yeah. he pulled out of the director's seat on the batman this week i saw that so what was his decision there well, I think he's. I think they're doing the movie he wrote, and I think he's still going to star in it. Right. 
Um, Maybe just too many hats. I think it was just too many hats. Although part of the reason I was excited for the movie, and there weren't that many because I don't trust DC, mm-hmm. um, was because he's a good director and a good writer. So like, if it's going to have less of that, I'll be annoyed. But you think about, yeah, I guess it's hard for me to pinpoint what I really like about his directing. You know, he's not like yeah. a, he's not like Christopher Nolan or he anything. He doesn't have like an iconic style. Yeah, I guess. it's just yeah. kind of like let someone else handle that. And if the movie's good enough, like. Goodwill Hunting, or well, yeah, you know, the and, town. I, and I, this is a little ignorant, but I tend to think writing wins. Like, yeah. if 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 you know, the movie could be beautiful, and if the script sucks, the movie sucks. Totally. So if he wrote the script, I think that's probably good. Mm-hmm. Are him and Jennifer Garner still together? What's their deal? Oh no, they're oh, they're way split up. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. They're way split up. Hmm. Which Who's kind of too bad? Who are they both hanging with now? I don't know. I really can't stand her, so I don't right. care. I don't care. <laughs> just I don't I don't care at all who she's with. Hope, uh, her, I hope her kids are safe. That's as much as I can say. That's that's <laughs> very Jennifer kind Garner. of you. I hate Jennifer Garner. <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing. I know it's stupid, but I can't stand her face, her voice. Yeah. She's, I said she's I said actress. that about Anne Hathaway at one point and you were very shocked. This was before everyone started hating Anne Hathaway. Yeah, you were early on the hating Anne Hathaway train. Yeah. I was shocked. I I think Anne Hathaway is a great actress. I've never minded her in a thing, mm-hmm. but you're right to be annoyed by her during acceptance speeches. Sure. Those are brutal. Yeah. Speaking of acceptance speeches and our, one of our favorite shows of the year, Stranger Things, uh, did you, what is going on with Winona Ryder? Is she, was she on shrooms? I don't know. Stage? She's the meme of the week though. Is she ever? Yeah. The, okay. So it was the SAG awards, the SAG awards and they got best ensemble yep. and, the actor's name who's... David Arbor, I think. Okay, sure. Yeah, the guy was... who played Chief Hopper. Yeah, yeah. He was giving uh, a very like impassioned speech about what the arts should be and what the U.S. should be yeah. right now and how they should. It was know... an awesome speech. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and people like everyone on stage was freaking out about it. But when when Oda Ryder was. I guess also freaking out about it she with was, her facial expressions. She was going and through the entire range of human emotion it in was, about a minute and a half. <laughs> n- but like almost intentionally, like it yeah. looked like she was on shrooms and she yeah. was seeing something or like pretend, like pretending to do, I don't I have no she idea. She looked like she somebody was. was trying so hard not to look high. And one of the kids was so nice and just said, I think she just had trouble hearing what, what he was saying which he was like yelling she also looked shocked by it and so like i watched the press conference because i'm a nerd i watched all of the the like little press was she on after no okay but david arbor was and i think a couple of the younger actors and he was like feeling great like he he had like this big smile on his face like he knew in his heart the speech landed like he was like i know i killed that so he was in like a really good like standing oh yeah he was in a really good place and they were asking him about it and somebody asked about winota like did you know winota was like did your cast like fellow cast members know you were going to give the speech because winota looked pretty shocked and he was like did she he had no idea but he said yeah no we talked about it at dinner last night like wow i i I had said like i kind of if we go up there on the off chance we go up there i kind of want to say some of this stuff would that be okay with you guys and they all said yeah of course and then i kind of just don't know if she wanted to like like hog the spotlight like or if she in her heart of hearts felt that she should have been making a speech because she was kind of the comeback kid on this and kind of wanted to reduce what he was 
Do you mean? I have no idea. I don't know either. And that now that that meme of the pizzas flying around <laughs> and she's following the pizzas with her crazy emotions. Uh, she's still in character. She's probably just still playing. Jules maybe that's or what she was doing. Is. Maybe yeah. she's locked in that character. Yeah. She's still seeing Christmas lights on the walls. Yeah. The kids seemed like they were having a good time. Yeah. It was great. That's a exciting time for them. Yeah. You know, one of the uh the the main character, the main kid character, um I don't know his name, but he was in a Canadian artist music video, Pup. They were like So the kid who went missing, Will? No, not Will. Um one not one known son. Oh, the kid with like the black hair yeah. who was like in love with Eleven? Exactly. Yeah, what was his name? I forget. I want to say Will, but I know that's not right. No. Anyway, he yeah, he was in this uh, band Pup. They were like kind of a hardcore Canadian band. He okay. Was in, he was in a couple of their videos. He was in the band? No, no. Okay. Just their videos. But oh, he's actually quite a musician. I've, I, I've, I've I knew that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And Millie Bobby Brown just got signed to be a Calvin Klein model. So oh. that's the beginning of the end for her. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe she. Not. Hopefully, she doesn't like Kylie off. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, speaking of of, of you meant Kylie Jenner, is that yeah. what you meant? Um, it's interesting, isn't it, that the world's first mainstream transgender celebrity is somebody who's so vile as Caitlyn Jenner, right? Um, and her fifteen minutes of fame are over. I think. I think so too. Um. But like there was discussion, or at least there was a rumor. I don't think it was discussion, but it was just a, a stupid rumor that she was going to dance with President Trump at the inauguration. Right. And there was also a stupid rumor that, well, maybe it wasn't a stupid rumor. Maybe it's total fact that she was going to transition back. Okay. I don't think she ever had the surgery, so. Right. <laughs> so just slowly wean herself off the drugs. So to and, speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. I, it's it's unfortunate for that community that that was their first representation in the public. You're right. It just I think, looked obnoxious. So. I think Jeffrey Tambor playing a fictional character and transparent is probably a better beacon to look to. And he so recognizes the gravity of that responsibility. Yeah. Like he's really, really made that clear in his Emmy acceptance speeches. Like, look, I don't take this lightly. Which, and I, how I, many how many has he received so far? At least two, but there's only been three, three seasons, seasons of the show, so yeah. that's pretty good. Right. The third season might still be like in the hopper for the next Oscar season because there's kind of a weird cutoff, right? Yeah, there is a weird cutoff, especially with actually it's the Grammys have the worst cutoff. Yeah, yeah, the stuff that gets nominated for Grammys you've been listening to for two years. Sometimes. And don't you find the Grammys? I don't know if we've had this discussion before, but I've talked about it with other people. Don't you find the Grammys the least? Um, compelling like the least compelling yeah and also, also the least legitimate yes yeah absolutely like yeah like the the <sighs> grammys are kind of the equivalent of a michael bay film getting best picture exactly you know? i totally agree with yeah. that i like, think we may have talked about that before i think we did too yeah but, like i'm trying to think like that song cake by the ocean that was really big this year yeah like album of the year was taylor swift which sure it was like good but it's right. not like you know I'm I'm sure there's mil- millions of no t- other t- Taylor a Taylor Swift album is uh, Captain America Civil War sure it's yeah. not it's not La it's La great Land. it can be reviewed really well right. but it's not a masterpiece right well that's right and it's just a commercial enormity right you know yeah so I, I tend to agree about that do you remember a few years ago in the Oscars when uh, Dallas Buyers Club came out Jared Leto who for the most part was getting nothing but praise 
for his performance in that movie, which was awesome. He also got some flack from the trans community. Why And was the that? film in general, not so much him, but the film in general got flack from the trans community for giving a part which should have rightfully gone to an actual trans female actress oh, wow. to a male actress. So is the same thing happening with Transparent? No, I wanted to ask you if you had heard anything like that. No. I don't necessarily think that that was right, by the way. Not that I have the, the the right to speak to trans issues, but it just seems to me that that's what made the performance so impressive. Right, that's that what acting a, is, I guess. The straight white cis guy yeah. was was playing a woman. That's what made it an impressive performance. Like when Marley Matlin won an Academy Award for playing a deaf woman. Right. Like it wasn't such a stretch there. Right. It Well, it's like uh, George Takai being saying, no, don't make Captain Sulu gay. Yeah. I was acting not gay. Right. As part of the role. Yeah. And now he's gay as like a I forgot about that. That yeah. was bullshit. Yeah. It came from a good place, but it was bullshit. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, not weird. Not weird, but again, you know what I mean. I do know exactly. It's unnecessary. You gonna watch more Transparent? Um, maybe. I like that they're half hours. That that yeah, you get through drive quick. me some more. Yeah, I feel like I have other shows. I know ahead of it. There's but, always other shows. But I don't know. Okay, I might I might go back into it at some point. All right. Maybe sooner than later. Who knows? Cool. Um. So, do you want to do your thirty second breakdown yeah. here? Do you wanna... I think you definitely have the more challenging one too. I do have a challenging one, and, <laughs> and I watched it yesterday, so it's now twenty four hours removed from my brain. Um, do you want to use my phone, or this is the first time we've ever workshopped this new model? Stopwatch. Okay, thirty seconds. Yes. All the right. show is called Crisis in Six Scenes. Uh, okay, so it, it begins with Woody Allen is getting his hair cut. It's the 1960s. It's part of a revolution. He's definitely a liberal-minded person, and he's a writer. His, uh, he, he has a wife at home, and she's quite neurotic, and his kids are forward-thinking and liberal as well, but he's as neurotic as Woody Allen ever is. He can't get his barbecue to work, uh, and he, he forgets to turn off the alarm before he goes to bed at night, but he decides it's not a big deal. I'm just going to sleep, and then a burglar breaks into the house just as he's falling asleep, and then the episode ends. <laughs> Wow, that was 30 right on the dot. I know, but it wasn't that good because <laughs> well, I left out a lot. <laughs> okay, so I, I think you said he was a writer. He was an ad writer, like I think a retired ad writer. Possibly well, now. yeah, but he was also a novelist because his, oh, right. his barber was like, I read your new novel right. and it took me all winter to get through. Yeah. And he was like, but it's just the novella, yeah. less than 200 words. Yeah. And and that's how long my first book was. That was Anyway, Um <laughs> he's just playing himself. He's yeah. just written himself again. Mm -hmm. It's interesting actually that he's still so willing to star in something because a while ago he, it had, it had to be that the, the tropey stereotypical Woody Allen character that appears in almost everything he ever makes had to go to a younger actor so he could stay behind the camera. Right. Owen Wilson or John Cusack or Joaquin Phoenix or one of those younger actors who's like way handsomer than him mm -hmm. and better actor more talented than him but willing to use his words right i guess there just happened to be a part for a 70 year old guy in this thing he wrote i didn't miss miley cyrus in this did i no she wasn't she in wasn't it. in the first no. episode okay i didn't i didn't think to to check we discussed earlier is this uh, a show where all six episodes are different stories or is it a continuing story i didn't um find out i meant to i would say that 
in both shows that we watched, there's kind of a parallel of most of the episode being character building. And at the very end, it, there's kind of something that leads to what the rest of the show could be about. Yeah. But more so in Crisis and Six Scenes, because you still don't really know what the show is about at the end of the first Well, I had a hard time defining season. it just now. Yeah. It, it turns out it is a continuing serialized story. Okay. So in the second episode, we find out what's going on with the intruder. Yeah. Maybe that's Miley Cyrus. Sure. Um, but I'm actually disappointed to learn that. I was kind of hoping they were just like little half-hour plays he had written. I'm a little disappointed that it took place in the 60s because I kind of want to see Woody Allen talking about like, everyone's on their smartphones right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just... I, That's true. I would like to just see what he's like But he, nowadays. he must have specifically wanted it to be in the 60s because... Even his stuff that's set in the modern world still has like this. Feels like it could be any time. This old, yeah, timelessness to it. And he clearly wanted to make it very well known that it was the 60s because it starts out not with uh, a cold black screen and then piano jazz. Right. But with uh, like a hard rock southern song and a montage of Vietnam War uh, propaganda and like Woodstock and like, yeah it didn't yeah. really feel like Woody Allen other than the font right. like right <laughs> from the the very first minute and then that didn't really turn out to be the theme of the first episode I mean there's no. some reference to like to uh, demonstrating there, and there's quite a bit of reference to Vietnam like yeah you know the son well it's not Woody Allen's son it's Woody Allen's daughter and his her her boyfriend who's exactly like woody allen right that's probably going to come up again yeah you He's it almost actor. seems like maybe woody allen is his actual father he was in sure. this year's woody allen film which was called shit jesse eisenberg Kristen stewart uh it was it uh, babysitter's club <laughs> it was yeah it was uh, daddy daycare actually. <laughs> nice Morbid. <laughs> um no anyway that guy was in that um in that movie. And he was also in that movie Brooklyn, which was a couple years ago with Saoirse Ronan about the immigrant yes. from Ireland. Yep. He's a good actor. Uh, but I guess Miley Cyrus is probably going to show up and, and tear up that relationship and it's wholesome quality. Interesting. Cause that doesn't, doesn't that seem like something Miley Cyrus would want to do? I don't know. I have no idea where, she, what, how she's going to play into it. I heard, uh, I think it was Howard Stern. Actually, Kathy Griffin was on Howard Stern and she, she had written this book about, celebrity dirt basically her okay. like stories about it was so kathy griffin sure uh and she had she had wound up at a dinner party like a small dinner party and woody allen was there it was like her and woody allen and like six other people right. and so she found herself prodding him for like weird trivia mm-hmm. and the weirdest thing like they, they they talked about this amazon series he was working on and how he had just cast um he had just cast miley cyrus and so she jokingly facetiously asked him well have you ever seen hannah montana and he said i've never missed an episode and she <sighs> and she got the impression that he wasn't being dry right like there the, her takeaway from that was woody allen is not necessarily the deep person everybody thinks he is right if he likes hannah montana I've never missed an episode of hannah montana yeah wow that's a, is there any other cases of super smart people just watching tragedy or kids shows david foster wallace um loved trashy television yeah and we've talked about that before and that's kind of what i was thinking is there is there anyone else does neil degrasse tyson say like 
man, Full House is one of my favorite shows ever. Or I don't know. I bet there are a lot of brilliant people who enjoy like The Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I think probably. I want to know that. Yeah, maybe, me too. Uh, it maybe definitely normalizes those people, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah it's nice in to a know. good way. Humanizes. Them. Yeah. Except Just, I think it's 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 extra human for him to love Hannah Montana. That's that's a little strange, especially given his history. Yeah, <laughs> as exactly. a, it's a kids show. Yeah, uh, he's he's one of the artists that I I've struggled with my fandom for because I do like really appreciate his early movies, yeah. but it's kind of like Bill Cosby in that he almost definitely did something heinous. Yeah, and it's can can you separate the art from the human? Mm. I think in the end, probably. Yeah, but and I I don't know. It's hard for me to get into it because I'm not sure of the exact details of what it was again, but I know it was basically him getting what was it well his, his wife's adopted daughter yep his wife's adopted daughter who he adopted when he married her then they got divorced and he legally disowned her so that they could get married and they're yeah okay that's it's hearing fucked. that again is it's like, fucked yeah. but they're still married does he ever talk about that uh no i wouldn't think so the, Although there is a documentary on Netflix that came out a couple years ago about Woody Allen, and it's no more than 10 years old, so he's still an old man in it. And it comes up, and he talks about how... He kind of describes it in a way that is flattering to him. Like, he, right. he describes it in a way that makes it sound way less gross. <sighs> and maybe that's the true story. I don't know. Uh. The other thing is that he has been accused of sexually assaulting other children oh i um, see i missed that like part ronan too. farrow has been like the champion of trying to uncover that right okay yeah i feel strange yeah and that's his son ronan well we're led to believe it's his son yeah do you know all about that no what okay. tell me the story there okay too. so Ooh, so woody allen one of the one of the, one of the most contentious celebrity divorces ever was woody allen and mia farrow yes now he's fucked and crazy but she was fucked and crazy too okay. and their son was ronan farrow very smart. He's now a contributor on like CNN or something super impressive. Wow. Uh, he graduated Harvard at 18 or something crazy. Um, but what you need to know about Ronan Farrow, who is the son of Woody Allen, mm -hmm. is that his mother, Mia Farrow, also dated Frank Sinatra back in the day. This is Ronan Farrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Doesn't really have so, a Woody Allen look about him. That's... That's Frank Sinatra's son. Yeah. Right? That's clearly Frank Sinatra's son. Yeah. The blue eyes and everything. That's funny. So whether he knows that or not, or has like, I'm sure he has opinions on it, but whether whether he knows the truth about that or not, he is not a fan of his legal father. Interesting. And has often tried to take him to court. Interesting. Yeah. So, he, he, so he's described some of the shit that he's been around for what he doing yeah well his sisters and Whoa. yeah allegedly yeah right it's sure. all it's again the kind of stuff that gets settled at a court right and i i mean for a guy like that who seems to be a pretty successful person at Definitely this point you'd is, think yeah. he would drop it if it weren't true yeah but if i mean i don't think it like defines him no but it is a thing he's always worked on whoa yeah no, it's yeah. pretty gross. That's yeah. But Annie Hall was a good movie. Mm -hmm. It's funny because <laughs> it's funny because most deaf actually has a song where he's kind of like like dignifying um uh like black felons and stuff, and then at the end of the song, he's just like, 
<laughs> he just sc- basically screams at the end or at some point halfway through the song. Woody Allen, like, like sexually harassed and married his own daughter. <laughs> like, which isn't supposed to be funny, but it is like when listening to it, you're just like, what the fuck? Right. What's that? It's on a, it's on from? a, on his like hip hop song. Yeah. On, that's weird. Yeah. It's on like black on both sides, which is one of his huge albums. And it's not supposed to be funny, but it is. Yeah. It's funny because like Hannibal Burris was trying to be funny when he said Bill Cosby's a rapist. Right. And it got taken very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of of reversal. Oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing about the Kathy Griffin um, testimonial was that he was talking, he was complaining about how the world's, like you said, like about how the world's not the same as it used to be and it's no good and Brooklyn's lost some of its, its spirit or something. Right. And now I got to watch my friend Bill Cosby get dragged through the ringer. Oh. That's, that's what she quoted Woody Allen as saying. Yeah. It's not the person you want coming to your defense if you're in that situation. No. <laughs> no, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I've had, I've, I've been like a big fan of a couple of people who turned out to be horrible people. Did you see? Like Shion Gameshi. Did you see the other thing on, on Reddit with, it was a scene from the Cosby show and someone wrote like, I can't watch the scene anymore. The barbecue sauce? The barbecue sauce. Oh, the barbecue sauce is famous now. (laughs) It's been out there for a while. Yeah. So to, just to, to recap it, they're having a barbecue in the back of the Huxtable's house and Cliff is going, he's doing his very weird little creepy voice. Very creepily just starts saying Going on about how his special barbecue sauce. barbecue sauce. Have you. Everyone in the movie. He's talking to Claire and he's just kind of like. He says, have you ever noticed when people eat my barbecue sauce, they always get really romantic. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's clearly an aphorism for date rape. Right. And then <laughs> he and then he takes takes his wife upstairs and everyone at the table starts kind of like cozying up to each other because of this barbecue sauce. It's highly unpleasant. Oh god, but look it up if you can cuz it's Did you notice Joy Behar in the book club? Yeah. That I was, was wondering weird. how many random celebrities are just going to pop up throughout the whole thing. That's another thing I find interesting given his history. How many like have have any celebrities spoken out about yeah, Woody, Woody but Allen? not the main ones. Like, if, yeah. you're, if you are an A-list, top-notch person who gets nominated for Academy Awards... You're not bringing it up. You have done a Woody Allen movie, or yeah. you want to. Right. Yeah. That I find so crazy. I can't... I I think that at some point in time, someone's going to say something publicly. Like, Jennifer Aniston's just going to go on Howard Stern and say, no, I said I would never do one of his movies because Like, I've heard Lena boss. Dunham talk about it. But she's not going to get asked to be in his movie anyway. Like, he wants super pretty girls yeah. and really good actors right. in his films. That's that's the formula it has been for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also heard that he's very easy to work with. That if you, if you don't fawn over him, you don't show up and be like, oh, my God, Moonlighter. That's not his movie. Not Moonlight. Midnight in Paris? Midnight in, well, the Manhattan one. Is it called Manhattan? Anyway. Um if you don't like fawn over him as a fan, you just talk to him about the Knicks or something. He's, he's happy with he's that. He's super nice. Yeah. He's like Louis C.K. talked about him. Talked about clarinet with him, really, because um, he uh, used to play trumpet or something. And Woody Allen famously plays clarinet. And didn't know that. If you can find common ground, he's very nice. He's also apparently not at all anal about filmmaking, which you wouldn't expect. Yeah, like like you you do two takes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Which is kind of interesting. Which explains why he can do a movie a year. Yeah. It's still quite a system. It's still pretty friggin' fast. Yeah. And they're not all 
like amazing. I think his last excellent film was Midnight in Paris. Blue Jasmine was pretty good, but it wasn't a right. comedy. Right. I remember people talking about that too. Didn't see it. Haven't seen one since Midnight in Paris. Blue Jasmine was, I mean, it was Kate Blanchett. So mm-hmm. she, I think she won for it actually. Midnight in Paris seemed so like PG. Yeah. It was a fairy tale. Yeah. 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 It seemed like a, like a kid's movie almost, which was, it was good. I mean, I, I don't it. know if a kid would enjoy it. Yeah. But, but it was very fairy tale-esque. Yeah. It was very sweet. And that Owen Wilson guy is just Woody Allen. He's, right. He's just playing the neurotic. Yeah. He actually says, like, I think I actually realized, actually, I'm, it wasn't quite <laughs> like that. He's like, I think I actually, uh, I'm just noticing a few basic principles now, just at this very moment. <laughs> Woody like, Allen said that? No, Owen Wilson. Oh. When he realizes, I don't know, there's some parallels between the story he's telling or like what's happening with someone in the 30s yeah and then he comes back to re- and he relates the two together as oh, he's okay. like arguing with his wife and i don't know and he's like I- i'm think i'm actually just realizing something right now and it's kind of supposed to explain it to the whole I, but I, he's I very neurotic about it it's very oh, woody, woody allen entirely yeah. there, he woody allen in this first episode of of crisis he had a line which was maybe like the it was maybe the essence of his entire 50-year career. What was it? Because the, I, You probably picked I, up on I it, I think too. I laughed at it. At the it. barbecue, it was, I read an article in a magazine that said, you can add years to your life if you don't, enjoy, if you don't do anything enjoyable. Right. It's also very, like, like Seinfeldian yeah. type take. Yeah, sort of. Except for that you Seinfeld. Could see, you could see a character saying it on, on one of his shows. Not, right. Not Seinfeld. Have you been watching the new season of Comedians and Cars? No, I'm like way behind on that. That's so weird because they're so easy to watch. I know. I just, it's the number one thing I always forget about. Anytime I'm bored, I should be watching Comedians and Cars all the time. Yeah, so they come out on Thursdays. He's so far done this season. Kristen Wiig, uh, Norm MacDonald, Louis Black was last week, and Cedric the Entertainer. Who's best out of that lineup? Uh, I thought Cedric the Entertainer was pretty funny. Oh, Norm MacDonald Norm McDonald? was really good. Yeah. yeah, he was really awesome. He's kind of like a sad guy, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Uh. But like, it, it, not, not, it, it wasn't depressing to watch him, but I right. just kind of get that impression from him. Yeah. You know that show got sold to Netflix, right? Oh, did it? He ditched Crackle, and he's releasing 24 new episodes on Netflix oh, this year. Oh, 24? Yeah. Are there 24 more comedians? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Who, who's he going to go to next? I don't know. He'll have to do some deep dives, I think. Yeah. People you'll know. You can get that. Just one sec. Hey, I'll call you back. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Who was that? I'm not going to edit that. It was my out. friend Colin. He's just, okay. we're, we're talking about organizing this trip to uh, to Sasquatch. What's that? Have you ever seen uh, Sasquatch? It's a music festival in Washington. Oh, cool. So we haven't done one in a couple of years. And, yeah, that's true. And a few of my friends wanted to get together and do it. One of my friends, Alex from Denmark's coming back for a wedding. And then after the wedding, we're basically all just going to go. If this works out, which I'm not sure it will because I booked a trip to the Bahamas. If this all works out, then we're going to go to uh, fly to like Portland and then like drive Portland to Seattle or possibly fly from Portland to Seattle or yeah. um, and uh, go to see, go to Sasquatch, which is a music festival in, Do you know the, who's in, playing? in the Gorge, Okay, um, which is a pretty famous venue. I don't know if you've seen like, there's no. like Dave Matthews specials and Pearl Jam specials and stuff that have been filmed in the Gorge. Um yeah, who's playing? It's it's honestly not a an insane lineup. It's pretty good. Uh, like Frank Ocean's playing. Oh, that's I cool. I think Chance the Rapper is going to be there, and 
there's no like Radiohead or um, Red Hot Chili Peppers sure. or Foo Fighters or anything like that. But but it's it's good bands. There's a band Car Seat Headrest that I really want to see that's playing. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be fun. Like, and I'd really like to see more of. I've never been out west. I've mm-hmm. never been further west than uh, Ontario. Yeah, in, me neither. In, in Canada or the states. So. I, I'm envious that you and your friends have those adventures, even if it's not that often. Yeah, I think like you guys have an energy that most groups of, especially groups of like like old friends, right, still have and maintain. Yeah, man. It well. The interesting thing is it really all starts with an idea. Like it just starts by you saying, hey, we should do this thing. Mm -hmm. Like you could call your friend and say, I think we should all go to New York in June. Yep. And that would get the wheels turning in his head Mm -hmm. and he would possibly tell one of your other friends. And then you like two weeks from now, just say, let's book tickets for that. Yeah. And then it's done and you've got an adventure lined up. Uh, Do some freelance stuff. I saw a billboard the other day on Waverly Road. Mm-hmm. That was like, become a professional voice artist. Oh, really? At this website, and I was like, oh, that's really an a oddly specific thing to see here. Sure. And you have been doing some freelance stuff. No, I've never done. Oh, that. oh man, like the fact that you're a radio announcer and you have a setup at your house. Yeah, it's just it's it's so easy for you to record a ten second thing. Sure, send this, it in. This and... setup's not state of the art though. It might not be trust, studio quality. Trust me, man. You probably have a way better setup than a lot of people that are trying to well, send stuff in. That might be true. This audio sounds great. It does sound fine in your headphones. You know, people like people who listen to it are like, Matt, that sounds good. And I'm yeah. like, thanks. I engineered the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I actually had to ask Sweets this week about how our setup like what our setup was. I was I was really impressed with the with the response I crafted because it sounded as complicated as it possibly could have. It did. I I saw it and I said, "Holy shit!" I was like proud of myself for knowing what all of it meant. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I mean, maybe that's in the future. I don't really, I don't really consider myself somebody who has a, a a particularly marketable radio voice. I'm not sure if that's if that's modesty. Like, I don't have a BJ Wilson voice. No, but you could... That's the thing, I think. If the, if people are looking for young adult, mm-hmm. you've got a voice that's very conducive to that. You know, there's also people that have really deep voices that, you know, might be able to do more. But if you, if you find that, like, search for young adult voices and you send in 10 of them, yeah. you'd probably nail... Plus, your read's already really good. Yeah. So. It's okay. Sometimes I hear a commercial on the station... And I'll hate it so much. Just kick her. She's just... Get off my bed. Get away from there. I'll hate it so much, and I'll I'll just blame the producer for it not being better. <laughs> okay. I'll just be like, why didn't you get me to read that again? Right. Um, that's me being nitpicky. Go away! What are you doing? Me as being nitpicky with my book bag right now. Yeah, she's picking nits all over it. Yeah. All right, do we have everything covered for these two shows? I think we do. We can probably do one podcast before you go away. Yes, we will. What should we cover next week? Uh, I I hadn't put much thought into it, actually. I'm not Me sure either. what's coming out within the next week. We were, doing, we were on a good run there where we had something lined up. Well, it's great in the new year because stuff comes out. Stuff happens. Yeah. I saw something is premiering soon. Girls is premiering fairly soon. Yeah. Crashing premieres pretty soon, but not by next week. No. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll do some uh, intense research this weekend. Now Mia's fighting back. Will you stop it, please? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm with you. 
Ah, uh, thanks, man. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll do some intense Googling and figure it out for next week. And in the meantime, never trust Woody Allen. Yeah, definitely don't trust Woody Allen. Man, <laughs> compared to Woody Allen, trust the shit out of Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. But mm, yeah, you don't want to go near that guy. I say that now. Watch, I'll meet him in like 10 years and have some sort of like... Woody Allen? Meeting with Woody Allen. Yeah. Do you meet Woody Allen when he's 90? <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a meeting and for some reason. And he's going to sexually reason. harass you. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, what a bad name for like someone who's got sexual proclivities, <laughs> too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe that's where he got the, the nickname. Yeah. Woodrow Allen. Woodrow. Actually, that's his no, actual I name? I don't know what his real name is, but I bet his last name's not actually Allen. I bet it's something... Zikowski. Dis- I bet it's something distinctly more Hebrew mm. or Polish. Yeah, that something. was in a time when people changed their names. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, never go outside either. Because it's snowing. <laughs>